0: Welcome to the podcast of Conversations with Friends, heard every week on KAOI Radio in Maui, Hawaii. Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Almwake.
1: Wow, wow, what a great, beautiful morning here on Maui. And boy, do we have an exciting guest today, Jim.
0: I am very excited. It's Barbara Marks Hubbard, who you've known for a long time.
1: I have uh, known Barbara's work, you know, and and been a fan of hers, I don't know if that's the right word, for 22, 23 years. Uh, And she is, for those who... Maybe aren't familiar with her, Buckminster Fuller. About 25 years ago, said she is the leading futuristic thinker on the planet. She has <laughs> coming gathered- from him.
0: That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> Whoa, and, and and what that means is she's synthesized all the research, uh, the biology, the nanotechnology, the uh, weapons of mass destruction. And uh, she's so amazing. She ran for Vice President of the United States. Her name was introduced uh, as Vice President in 1986, and her platform was to develop a peace room. And from that, of course, Dennis Kucinich will be on Maui tomorrow. Uh Uh, They came up with the idea of the Department of Peace. But she was the first one that I know of that articulated the idea of uh, a peace room with the same kind of war room, if you've ever had uh, seen that, where they have all the technology to map the whole planet and every bit of movement. We've seen all those movement. movies with those you know, giant uh, and screens. It's accurate. Yeah. And they, And they spend, uh, we're, we're told now, as they develop new weapons, they've got the Star Wars system going that they don't tell us much about, but they're spending billions a year, billions and billions. Um, Uh, that we would create a peace room that would track every place that people were developing peace, Mm. everywhere that communities were cooperating, Mm. everywhere that people had ideas. And they would take just the small part of the budget and and attempt to open to peace. And we know the law, the spiritual law, is what I focus on Increases. increases. That is a spiritual law. It doesn't matter if you're looking at the fat on your body. It doesn't matter if you're looking at what upsets you in uh, a relationship? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't. What I'm focusing on is going to increase. Mm-hmm. Anybody listening, that is a spiritual law.
2: A debt. So anything.
1: when I exactly, yeah. and that's why we don't say we're debt free. Right. We say we are abundance. 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 We are wherever we go. Our needs are met. But it's um, it's so important. And so she had that idea, a peace room. And it still lives. They're actually now doing it through, um it she actually saw back then, 1986, a physical structure. No. Of course, you know, look what technology has yeah. done with the Internet yeah. and the yeah. bloggers. I mean, we, yeah. we have a virtual peace room actually being set up. S-
0: well, speaking of the Internet and, and virtual folks, do you know that we have listeners as far away as Australia?
1: I know. And I was amazed. And that's
0: not because they're listening to the mighty KAOI and their waves <laughs> are crossing over to uh, <laughs> Australia. People <laughs> are listening to us on the Internet on their iPods. I
2: heard
1: that. And and that
0: is so cool. Kansas
1: so City. I got a call from somebody that loves us Unity Church of Maui. He says, "I don't believe it. I got you on the um, iPod." iPod yeah. Which you know I don't even I know what it looks like,
0: but <laughs> we'll, we'll get you. So if if you do know what it looks like and you have one, you can visit us online at uh, Friends. Click on the little purple link. And if you have an iPod and iTunes, it'll automatically subscribe you so that every week. No cost. No cost is free. Every week you'll get the latest episode of this program. So in case you miss us or if you want to hear a previous program, it's right there. Wayne Dyer, Barbara Marks, lots of great folks we have on this program. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: thank you. And that was Jim Jacobson, who's significantly younger than me. And I do. I'm really catching up, Jim. And I expect by the end of the year, my 61st birthday, I'm going to be technologically savvy. I, I set the intention last year. and. Um, we didn't quite make it. But only we're if, you, go only
0: for it. if you use the technology, you embarrassed me before we we went on the air. You said, "Did you get my messages?" I'm like, I "Oh yeah, didn't you do check, have to open you your cell phone. You have to check your cell phone in order for it exactly, to really
1: work." Exactly, exactly. I did send you
0: three <laughs> messages yesterday to tell you I that we
1: we were trying to get Dennis Kucinich, but he's in travel and I couldn't track him down. Uh, But we got Barbara Marks Hubbard, and, and boy, is she going to be exciting. One of the things uh, I wanted to talk to her about, because, Jim, she asked a question when the atomic bomb – she was just a young girl. Yeah. And she asked – very prosperous family – Her Mm -hmm. family was the Marx Toy Company, Mm -hmm. so she grew up in a very affluent part of New York. And uh, she just had all of the education and a lot of the advantages. and, And she had a burning question. The atomic bomb, what was it for? This power that could... Uh, now we know, save lives, do all kinds of things, and destroy lives. Mm -hmm. uh, And this is August 8th, which is when the second hydrogen bomb was dropped in Nagasaki. And so our prayers and love go out to all of the people on Maui who had a big event Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, And every year they work for peace and reconciliation, that never again, Mm -hmm. uh, never again will anyone go through that. They have such an open-hearted, blessed... um, gift to give to the world uh-huh. of how do you how do you recover have that from something so devastating that an entire city not a few thousand but the entire city uh-huh. was wiped out and then for years and years and years afterwards jim all kinds of cancers all kinds of birth defects and and yet still opening their heart opening their heart opening their heart and we we one year uh, picked up their thousand cranes for peace which is uh, something that's done in Japan. And and we had hundreds and hundreds of school kids, I think over a thousand, here on Maui make peace cranes. These
0: little, beautiful, white origami um, birds.
1: And each one with a prayer mm-hmm. for peace on the planet. And, of course, and that's what made me uh, want to talk to Barbara, this incredible power that we have now. We're seeing it with Hezbollah and, and, and Israel and, and the Palestinians, and we're hearing... Uh, they're not just throwing stones at each other anymore. Using uh, rifles, they've got uh, both of them have these weapons, and we know they're holding back. They have more than they've actually launched yet.
0: It's, it is scary. You it, know, you one know. of the things I do on the weekend is I I, I can't help but. Almost be amused when I flip through the dial and see all that religious programming where you hear, mm. you know, the end times mm. and, and all of that. What mm. what's your take on all that? Because they, they look up the news events it's of today. It's always been and the say, end times, isn't it? Just it's a always continual-
1: been. You know, I I remember when Marianne Williamson was here, Jim, at the M- Mac, mm-hmm. and someone said, Ann, do you think all of these rumors of earthquakes and wars and do you think this is the apocalypse? And she said, You know what's so frustrating about America is we are so ignorant. Half of the world is living in the apocalypse. If you get up every day, and there's not water to drink, there's Mm -hmm. not food for your children, and we I think is it 37 armed conflicts going on in the planet? Mm -hmm. 37. You know, we watch a few, and we're and we're
0: we're just really looking at two. Yeah, and we're watching.
1: You know, the (laughs) the kind of so that the fact that um, so much of the planet already lives in that. and, And what do we need after Katrina? Mm-hmm. I mean, were our eyes open? I guess the most important was our heart were, were open. Our, was our heart open?
2: Mm-hmm. Our heart open? Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, uh, you know, what I think about America, and, she, and Barbara Marks is going to talk today about synergistic democracy and, and the world coming together, not with guns to create democracy, but from the groundswell of an awareness of who we are and what our worth is and synergistic how to create it. We're going to talk to her about that because... It's always been the end times, you know. It's mm-hmm. always been the end times. If if they're dropping bombs on you and you are in uh, <laughs> Tyre, the city of Tyre today, it looks like it, the end times. The, the roads are gone. The fishing villages are gone. Yeah. The air import, uh, how the food is cut off, the waters. It, that's got to look maybe like the end times.
0: And But I've also heard news reports of how some of the Israelis who are so used to it, uh, the juxtaposition for the reporters was was incredible because they were like there are people sitting around the pool and you know at this at this resort, but they know they're very vigilant. They know what's happening. It's like
1: Californian earthquakes. <laughs> you know, California. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, everybody's because you live in California with all those earthquakes, and Californians <laughs> can build their houses right on those cliffs and right over the fault right. lines. And well, it's a it's a beautiful day here on Maui, and we we want to. Um, Uh, honor and thank our sponsor, Premier Mortgage. What a wonderful woman Tricia Morris is. And uh, we also want to go to break, and we'll be back with Barbara Marks Hubbard. So please stay tuned. You're going to love the conversation.
0: Conversations with Friends with Murray Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a transdenominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. Right. We are back on the air. I'm James Jacobson with Mary Holmwick.
1: And, and we've been tied tired, I guess, because of what's going on in the Middle East, and then these are the primaries. And Dennis Kucinich is coming to Maui, so there's a real lot of energy around democracy now what is
0: he i I know that he was maui's candidate i know that people voted for him but what is he doing on maui i know he's speaking
1: he's coming to support uh, senator akaka okay and um, i understand he'll be at the maui tropical plantation the democrats are doing something Mm -hmm. the reason that we're talking about him is because we don't take political stands um in terms of we look for the best candidate that embodies the vision of america and and spiritually Mm -hmm. and we never would tell people how to vote but what Dennis Kusin just did—he's this—he's uh, a re- representative from Ohio, Ohio, a little Congress, uh, congressional district there where yeah. they poke and bowl. I went to his office; he's got all these pictures on his wall. But he introduced the legislation that would create a Department of Peace, and the Department of Peace would take two percent mm-hmm. of the defense budget of the United States Uh and do similar to what Barbara Marks Hubbard's vision was Uh of creating a peace room. This would create an actual cabinet position that would sit with the president of the United States, like all the other cabinet members, with 2% of the defense budget. They would work on every initiative to bring peace. So can you imagine, while everybody's planning on how to protect themselves, defend themselves, and blow up themselves, there'd be another group of people saying, what can we do to create peace? What be would great? be the best negotiation? How do we create Palestine to be a self-sufficient state that has economic viability, so that they're not spending all their energy? You got forty percent unemployment, and that's a lot of time on your hands yeah. to aim at how to Focus. destroy Israel, well, how to let Israel have its how to have its cake and eat it too. You know, it, it's such a beautiful area, and how to create peace. It's not a simple solution. But wouldn't it be good if at 2% of our defense budget went directly towards how to create sustainable peace, study peace, become innovators of peace? Be as creative with peace as we are with laser <laughs> nuclear bombs. You know, somebody actually designed a hand-carried nuclear bomb. Now, how smart is oh, that? Oh, that's great, because you just that don't just, want to leave home without it. Yeah, I mean, that just kind of, like, what do these guys eat for breakfast? I know
0: Barbara's joining us. Hi, Barbara. Hey, Barbara, Barbara
1: Marks Hubbard. Hi there. Hey, we've just been going on while we were getting you online. This is Barbara Marks Hubbard. We've been singing your praises, Barbara. Um, We've already shared that you're a leading visionary on the planet, been studying and researching all the leading edge science and what's going on, and you are just one of the most exciting people to talk to, and the reason I called you yesterday was, you know, we're looking at, once again, war in the Middle East, and your question that you asked as a young woman, what is our power for? And you know, I think in terms of democracy, our power, I think in terms of our material wealth, and these nuclear weapons, what is our power for? That is such a pregnant and powerful question that's just lived in your life.
3: Yes, you know, the, the it, it actually was in 1945 when we dropped the bombs on Japan. The, the question was, what is the meaning of our new power that is good?
2: Because that is new, good, yeah.
3: The new power is obviously uh, in many areas, but most specifically in science and technology. So they could make the bombs, and they could make the nanotech and robotics and artificial intelligence and all of that. I didn't even know all that then, but I could see that the powers that the human species was gaining through our understanding of nature and how to put human intent into matter, Mm -hmm. that we were gaining powers we used to attribute to God's. And obviously, we're still in the state of self-consciousness separated from nature, from spirit, and from each other. Now, there is a cosmic drama. Yep. And so <laughs> when I asked myself the question, I was only 15 years old, Mary, so I obviously thought somebody knew. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: And then you dedicated the rest of your, a good part of your life, to figuring out the and, answer. And
3: actually, not only did nobody know then, but nobody knows now.
1: Now, Barbara, you actually went to your pastor. You went to spiritual teachers, and you actually asked for appointments to sit down and ask them. Isn't that correct?
3: Well, I had two very funny experiences right <laughs> along those lines because I I started out. Well, I'm going to read and find who knows. So I'd read through the world philosophies, and I read through the world religions, coming from an agnostic background. So I came across the New Testament, and then you know, behold, I show you a mystery: we shall not all sleep; we shall all be changed the sufferings of the present can't compare with the glory that shall be revealed oh my god that sounds like it so i thought i'll go join the episcopal church in scarsdale new york and so my question to the minister was when i i had an appointment i said is any of this true did jesus ascend is there such a thing as the new jerusalem how will we be all changed and i could immediately see he didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) And how old
1: were you then?
3: Fifteen. Oh, my. Oh, my. And just to jump ahead a minute, Mary, I have come to be aware that a lot of those very deep mystical intuitions, Mm -hmm. like a new heaven and a new earth, paradise, a new Jerusalem, which are really transcendent visions Mm -hmm. beyond the current state. mm -hmm are actually pre-scientific, pre-evolutionary intuitions of the collective capacity of humanity to take a, a quantum jump. Take
0: take that again slowly because that's that's a pretty powerful thing you're saying. Barbara. But
3: that is to say every culture, every great every great tradition has some vision uh, of a transcendent future. I mean the the, it, like Isaiah in the Jewish tradition, a new heavens and a new earth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in the Christian tradition, the resurrection, the ascension, the promise, the new Jerusalem, beyond death, beyond separation, the former things passed away. Uh, in Islam, through surrender to God, it's paradise. and We see that in being misused in suicide bombers mm-hmm. and radical fundamentalism but the key is that they believe something transcendent can happen what i have discovered from studying the gr- genius at the growing edge of human capacity in consciousness in science in technology and in certain forms of social innovations that that vision of a transcendent future is actually true but it's not necessarily life after death it's life after the state of evolution and. Part of what I feel has to happen now, if we want to know what is the meaning of our power that's good, would be to collectively put a, a vision that can attract us as much as those ancient mystical visions did, but have become so divisive and uh, so separating. But the fact is, if you, if you, my phrase for this now is joining genius at the growing edge. And I'm going to do a project, Mary, of actually identifying the most outstanding genius who understand quantum capacities. Quantum means like a, a total jump, like zero point energy. That's mm-hmm. a quantum jump. It changes everything.
1: Or and the minute you hit it, it changes. It That's changes the isn't everything. that in the twinkling of the eye? It's Is the that
3: twinkling of an eye? And if you piece together, starting with unitive consciousness, starting mm-hmm. with non-dual consciousness starting with consciousness of source as, as who you are and where you're coming from, starting with that as a new norm. That's my, my belief, that that will become eventually a new norm, and it's already rising in millions. Then you add to that some of these high technologies, including living and working in space, extending our lifespan, uh, having radically increased intelligence. Um, gaining access to the energy that is really in the plenum of the field of quantum vacuum you start to see this is a universal species so transcendent to the creature human that it literally gives you the same feeling as reading about the New Jerusalem
0: so having that vision will move us to that level
3: I think it's a strange <laughs> attractor mm-hmm. You know that field in evolutionary theory is when a system is at a point of bifurcating, breaking down very rapidly, as we see our system is, or breaking through to a higher pattern. When the system is far from equilibrium, what they say is that small islands of coherence can jump the system to a higher order. And a small island of coherence has within it a strange attractor that attracts the whole system to a higher order and if it's a demonic attractor let's say like there was in Nazi Germany it's amazing that a demonic attractor can attract the whole civilization to go into a totally destructive behavior pattern when the system is out of equilibrium
1: it was like mass psychosis
3: mass, mass psychosis
1: I mean how could it be you look at Germans I'm.
3: It's, it's how did that happen
1: it's almost unbelievable
3: and, and there are lots of Sort of deeper uh, understandings of it but the strange attractor was a set of memes set of ideas that somehow simulated in those people a feeling they could transcend their limits if they killed the jews uh, that's something horrible. totally insane, yeah, insane. but insane. when you get underneath what did they you know what was the kind of superman idea was you're going to be a super race so they missed Totally misguided,
0: so do you the think people do,
3: out of a transcendent misused vision?
0: and would you say that fundamentalism today, as we're seeing it in in different parts of the world, is a modern day re- repetition of that?
3: I think where the fundamentalism says that my God is the only God, and my way is the only way, and people who do not believe in my way will burn in hell, and that if we have Armageddon it's good. Mm-hmm. Because it's the only way we will be saved. I think that's dangerous.
1: Oh, they're going to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh Not my! my. See, because consciousness does continue. I and mean, that's one of the things new science is taught you. Consciousness does continue, even it, if it
3: does. And also, consciousness creates yes. what it envisions. Yes. So part of the, que- the the answer to the question, "What is the meaning of our power that is good?" is that we are evolving into a universal humanity capable of co-evolving with nature that means understanding our environment understanding other species how to not only be sustainable but be evolvable with our environment and we're facing a huge crisis now that's waking up millions of people who have not been turned on yet by let's say new thought or conscious evolution I think the crisis has matured to become a critical mess. Critical,
1: critical mess. mess.
3: Now we've heard about critical mass. <laughs> That's but a it good could critical. Well, mess. be that critical <laughs> mess yeah. is is needed for critical mass.
0: So, would you add things like global warming to this critical <laughs> well, mess?
3: Yes, I think two things are mainly contributing right now to critical mess. One is global warming, and the whole environmental complex not only climate change but you know the destruction of the seas the soil the species and it's critical because what i'm understanding is that it's already gone so far that you're not going to you're not going to stop that shift the shift is happening that and we have to understand how to go through it rather than just to stop it that's what appears to be so the other thing that's really interesting is the failure of war to win. Ooh oh. Up until very recently, war has won things. Mhm: And war has been for 5,000 years, ever, or even more. ever since we got agriculture and the ability to create surplus, then we could have the armies, and the mass slaughter began. This is deep in human history, and they always won something.:
0: When did wars stop winning things?
3: Well, n- right now.
0: Okay, and but, well, but in, in Vietnam, Vietnam I was just saying, go, go back Vietnam. to this Vietnam. I think
3: we thought that in the Second World War, we won something, mm-hmm. and perhaps we did. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that was the last war. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I do know that it's really fascinating. So those
0: two factors together create this critical mess, the global warming and, uh, and the fact that wind d- war doesn't win.
3: The well, failure of both the United States and Israel two of the most the United States, the greatest military power on the face of the earth that's ever been, and its partner Israel, cannot deal with what they're calling a network war. It's really interesting. The Hezbollah is so intelligent and it's networked itself among the citizens and its support hospitals and and uh, you know, social services and it is the citizenry it, and it tunneled itself in, and you can't kill it without killing the people. Hmm. well, it, it almost totally disempowers the um the military force. It's really fascinating to see
1: I've been watching that, Barbara, and that's exactly the commentators don't know how to even language what they're seeing, and they were saying, will there there can't be a winner they each side can argue they won and they lost, <laughs> or won or lost. You know.
3: And you see the oh, yeah. whole concept of winning or losing, <laughs> which they're fighting to get the, the psychological advantage. Hmm. They, they, none, none of them can get it. No. That's but Hezbollah, if, if you know, in in that particular world, by having stood up to Israel, has made it a name for itself. that it is certainly not to the advantage of anybody, but. I guess my point here is that the critical mess is the whole environmental collapse threat, including cities going underwater.
0: Well, I I want to touch on something you said just a moment ago. It's not so much that what we can do to reverse it, but what we can do to just deal with it. To go through it. Not deal with
1: it. Go through it. I think that's a different thing than deal with
3: it. Here's the latest intuition. And of course, nobody knows for sure exactly the intensity of, let's say, the, the rise of the seas and the threat of certain coastal cities being inundated. I, it, instead of just thinking in, in total horror or taking small steps to possibly slow it down, which many people say is, is gone too far, I said, what is the evolutionary meaning of a crisis of this order? Is it possible that the existing system, as it is now structured, which is basically a dominator culture, it's basically based on win-lose scarcity Mm -hmm. and power at the heads of everything, Uh, maybe that system won't be able to handle this critical mess. And that means that people like ourselves on all levels of personal, social, and scientific transformation Will be called forth our, and, and in our almost like our final days of preparation I mean I heard this from an, a theoretical physicist who told me that he felt the sun's activity was was also increasing despite n- nothing to do with humans. It would be very much hotter, and systems would break down, and things like zero point energy machines that are under the in the labs or in the the, the, you know, the shop right now will be called forth because the chaos will call forth new.
1: Do you and think, it, you know, you talked about what would be the um, the great wisdom intuitively, the great visionary teachers, leaders, new. And, and as you said that, we are a denominator culture that can't survive. It, it can't. We, we don't, don't know what that. it looks like. And here's Jesus saying, Blessed are the meek, the humble, the teachable, for they shall inherit the earth. Is that, it, does that give you, like for it, me, it gives you know, me it God does. bumps. It's like he's looking at the whole thing and going,
3: blessed I will be those. Right. Yeah. And, and the dominator culture is not sustainable because it's based on a certain kind of growth and power. And the word, you know, just unsustainable.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And not just because we may feel it's morally unethical. But because nature cannot allow this degree of growth, then I've also been working with my space uh, colleagues who are interested in the development of outer space. And it's so interesting. I just came back from the World Future Society, and Mark Hopkins, who's head of the National Space Society, gave a PowerPoint talk in which he said we have materials more many many times uh, the the. Uh, material value of Earth in the solar system, in the moon, in Mars, the asteroids, solar energy, and there's absolutely no resource shortage Yes. (laughs) if we become an Earth-based species. However, to become an Earth-based species, we have to learn to cooperate here, (laughs) or they're just going to militarize space and destroy even more.
0: So when you say an Earth-based species, you mean that's kind of like our home planet but we go out and uh, i mean well i
3: I actually uh, this is what the prognostication is if we do it right that we are a solar system economy wow we are a solar system environment we are entrepreneurial
0: opportunities there
3: oh we are like this is what it's like when the fish came out of the sea onto the dry land there was no biosphere and photosynthesis and all actually created the biosphere
1: See, that's really? why people don't realize it hasn't always been the way it is today. It's oh, changing thinking right, right now. About that. I know. So we,
0: we can, uh, you know, we don't need to think about our domestic economy or even our global economy. We can start thinking about our solar economy it's or a
3: solar economy, exactly. Wow. And I've always loved the space program because, for me personally, it felt like we were being born physically as a universal species. And that we've been in consciousness expanded beyond the self-conscious mind.
0: So you attend these great conferences. How, how many years? How many generations in the future are we talking about for this?
3: Well, we're talking our generation. If if we were to have a, if, if the military-industrial complex would shift from exaggerated weaponry yeah. to a positive, globally cooperative space program we would actually have a whole new environment in 20 to 30 years. We'd have a foothold on the moon. We would begin to be terraforming Mars. And we would probably have solar energy collected in space for Earth. And mm-hmm. we, would, we, would, we would be in a whole new ballpark altogether.
0: Where there's a way, just like Kennedy, when he stood up before Congress and said we will send a man back to the moon and safely back before the I close of it. Within
3: the- that decade, yeah. well, if we had a leadership... This is if I were you know if I were 30 if I were 30 years younger, I would be called to run for president of the United States and to say what we need to do is shift our military-industrial complex to an Earth-based human development agenda, and then in 30 years we'll be a universal <laughs> species, yeah. folks, wow. and that means we have to learn to do cooperate on Earth and to do, di- and, you know, to understand the dynamics of sustainability on Earth while we're exploring. Right the growing edge of our solar system and what they say is once we become a solar economy the next step will be galactic Mm. so there's no limits whatsoever here
1: you know what I just thought? I can just see this as you were running. I can see the <laughs> fundamentalists rising up and saying, "the the sky is God's. We cannot go to the sky." Well,
2: you know, you I, know I mean,
1: it, I, they'll get off the stem cell thing and they'll, oh, we can't oh. go into God's territory. I can just hear them, Barbara. Well, you go, know,
3: oh, oh. I would quote them by saying that, "Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall all, <sighs> all sleep. We shall all be changed." Oh, I know. And the, I love the la- that la- line in the uh, Book of Revelation. When it's described mm-hmm. the holy city. Yes. And, and one of the phrases is, and the former things are passed away.
1: And remembered no more. And you think,
3: you know, I when I read the New Testament, mm-hmm. Mary, as an evolutionary futurist, mm-hmm. not as an ordinary person, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh my God, it's coded evolution.
1: Yes,
2: yes.
3: The yeah. form, you know, where are the Eohippus? Where are the dinosaurs? They're gone.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe
3: self-centered, self-conscious homo sapiens will go the way of Neanderthal erectus and homo... You'll have to go to the museum to find out about (laughs) (laughs) them.
1: And so that's why our personal work is paramount to this. Our personal work of transferring from, as you say so beautifully, from ego to essence, from competition to cooperation. These are natural movements that, you know...
3: Mary, and I know that Dennis Ducinich is coming on just after me, and
1: we I weren't able to get him, <laughs> but he's in an airplane. Um, well, he'll be on I the I, island. But he'll be here tomorrow, on, and we've been talking about him right what before I you came on. I wanted to say
3: mm-hmm. on his behalf, on behalf of, of a very practical suggestion,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, he is working for the Department of Peace.
2: Mm-hmm. I
3: have suggested that as, as an element, either within the department or done in some other way, that we create a peace room. And that the idea there is, as you know, a war room scans for enemies and how to defeat them. A peace room scans for innovation, creativity, and solutions, connects them, and communicates them. And I see a new social function arising. It's beginning to happen through the Internet. I get mail on the Internet almost every other day that somebody's creating a network of what's working. It's really in, it's a template that's, hour has come, but if you can imagine within a presidency that the vice president is in charge of what's working in America and the world, in charge of what people want to create and how to connect them, you could see a really fast change. So I I wanted to say that Mm -hmm. when I mentioned these ideas to Dennis Kucinich, who was running for president, he said, Barbara, we'll build it in the Oval Office.
1: Absolutely. We'll
3: build the Peace Room, and he visualized exactly what I saw, a great big circular room
2: mm-hmm. with
3: sectors for health, education, economics, environment, and then there would be databases in every field about what's emerging and creative, and leaders and people would come in to the Peace Room in the, next to the Oval Office mm. and put their stories in there and find out, you know what, Mary, this idea is so good. It is. It's so practical. It's so
1: pregnant.
3: We can talk about the New <laughs> Jerusalem and all of that, but yeah. we could have the Peace Room today. So.
1: Well, you know, we talked about it before you came on, Barbara, that the Internet and the work you're doing in and uh-huh. Santa Barbara. So maybe you can give, this is so exciting, but just, we'll go back to it. Can you give your website, so people are listening. Do you know, we were just saying, we just picked up somebody from Australia, because we're now iPod and Oh, uh, and good. somebody from Australia wrote to us, and uh, I, I know we're going to hear from the, you. What, give it your website well, because this websites, woman, yeah, give there's
3: this. T- BarbaraMarksHubbard.com.
1: And that's an X, Barbara Marks.
3: M A R X Hubbard.com. Okay. And then there's Evolve.org.
1: Evolve.org.
3: Now, on BarbaraMarksHubbard.com, my newest project, uh, Mary, is called Humanity Ascending A New Way Through Together. And I'm doing a series of DVDs, and the first one is now out, and I hope that you will be able to show it. We are.
1: You'll hear it at Unity (laughs) of Maui.
3: (laughs) And what it is, it is is the evolutionary story that asks the question, what's the meaning of our power, and uh, ends up with just a hint of us becoming a universal humanity, universal humans connected through the heart all the way on up to these high technology solutions. And everybody who gets excited. Many people would say, I'll buy three or five to give to my kids or give to my family. So everyone who likes it could get a few more, and then we would like to create small communions of pioneering souls, like people with the evolutionary impulse in their heart to find each other, and we're going to help people find each other who like the DVD. Mm, that is great because you know there's what I think of Mary as an evolutionary soul. An sh- evolutionary soul is one who's attracted to what's emergent and creative within themselves and the world, and they are the most precious community right now.
1: Mm. You know, the Buddha said, "It's what you harmonize with is what you become."
3: That's lovely.
1: You know, and and it's so true. when you harmonize with what Barbara Marx Hubbard is saying here, and go on mm. evolve. Org or go on barbarmarxhubbard You you will be linked up. You know if you're not here in Unity and on Maui, and, and you know when we show it, Barbara, we'll break into small study groups and those that are called are. to do that. But the, you know what's so great now is that you can go online and you can get the DVD overnight shipped to your house and you can bring your friends in. And that's why I do have great hope for the shift that I tell the congregation every week. It's happening every where I go, and and great souls like you, and then great embodiments like the Dalai Lama, who embody what an, a realized life looks like. How do you respond in the midst of great loss and great oppression? Here's the Dalai Lama coming back with a genuine heart for love alone and, and cooperation. And role And So, you know, we've got such beautiful teachers
3: now. And, you know, just thinking about you, Mary, I, I, you're such a beautiful teacher, and the love that you generate, and the Quality of consciousness there in your church—I've been there a few times. I tell you, that radiates out around the world as well. Uh,
1: I, you know, I went to India for uh, five weeks this summer, and when I came back, I walked into this congregation of love, and such—I uh, was so grateful to be here on Maui. I think everybody who. Um, has come here. There's something in their heart that calls them. You know, we're the, we're the farthest landmass away from a big landmass, any, land place, mass, on any place on the world. And we're right in the middle. Remember east and west? <laughs> <Yeah>. We're <laughs> it. <laughs> oh we're oh where it meets, gosh. you know? I mean, wow. I realize symbolically the Dalai Lama is coming here next April to Maui. Really? Oh, and wonderful. I think we must bring Barbara Marks Hubbard here, Jim. Oh, well, absolutely.
3: I would, I'm planning to be in Hawaii uh, towards the beginning of, of, um, January. Well, I'm well, writing it down. It. I'm
0: writing you it down. You gotta come visit us in Maui. Oh,
1: well, the beginning of January, we usually call Christmas, Barbara. <laughs> The beginning. Well, you said yeah. Right, the, if we're going to be there before the beginning of January, we call it Christmas. So <laughs> oh, Christmas! <laughs> when well, you well, said- I'm going early to January
3: from the fourth to the eighth at oh. a conference on the future of religion. Oh my goodness! Well, I'm going to go visit Teresa. So maybe I can make a stop in Maui. You
1: better. I'm going to have. Um, we'll give your gal a call. We'll yeah. our gal call. Your gal. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like New York That's show all. business. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that yeah. because that would be marvelous. We'd
0: loved what a great way to usher in the new oh, year. Oh my goodness. 2007,
1: <laughs> because we have now launched, of course, Season for Peace and Nonviolence, which you were a part of founding. Yeah. I, I think about my own life, and I think the greatest uh, privilege was to be in that room when that idea came forth and grew and grew and grew. And
3: Oh, that is is so beautiful. I'm going to have dinner to, to, with Barbara Fields tonight, so I will give her your love.
1: Oh, would you tell her and her husband their anniversary card is in the mail? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like I'm a belated
1: oh, yeah, birthday, belated, belated be blessings, belated, belated. You know, no. but but give them so much love. And now, Barbara, one of the things we talked about today, and uh, we're going to give your email address again. So somebody was driving down the road. We'll give it before we go off the okay. air today. Um, but I, because I know you're going off to the doctor, but you. I got so excited because I mentioned we were trying to get Dennis Kucinich on, and you talked about deep democracy and this idea of synergistic democracy that really is the hope of the world. It's you know, so gun barrel democracy—we we can see this is not working so well.
3: <laughs> you no, know, Mary, all the mechanistic forms of win lose, which were good for their time, mm-hmm. democracy in its first phase was so much better than monarchy, and but it, it has to evolve into more whole system. Interactivity rather than win lose because everyone is diminished by the current structure of democracy, mm-hmm. including the Republicans and the Democrats. Oh
1: my! And, the, and they're the, trapped. The lack of civility, the name calling, the attack, attack, attack instead you know of. No, what
3: they're all trapped in structure oh. that's obsolete.
1: Oh, yes, and it must hurt their souls. I just, you know, you pray for them uh, because it's got to hurt their souls. Very
3: dear, I need to go. Oh, okay. Barbara, so uh, much love to you all there in Maui, and I look forward to seeing you in January, if not before.
1: And we will send lots of love. This is Barbara Marks Hubbard. Her website, you go email, her website, excuse me, is evolve.org or barbaramarkshubbard.com. Thank you, and Mary. Thank you, thank Barbara. You. God bless uh-huh. you. Oh wow, Jim! What amazing conversation! I, I think this is what we vision the m- program would be talking Absolutely. with great minds.
0: I mean, talk, if if your mind isn't stimulated by Whoa. hearing Barbara talk about the critical mass and about living in space and cultivating a solar economy, and, I don't and know. And what what else.
1: The, the the leading thinkers have solutions? They have some Jake, wonderful solutions. Jake, you
0: got to uh, dump the call, please. Because there you go. So. Thanks.
1: Anyway, Jim, boy, this is what we hoped. And one of the things uh, that I would share with people listening is you can go online at www.conversationswithfriends.com
0: com.com
1: com, and download this or download mm-hmm. the program with Ron pre- Doz or download the program episodes, with Wayne they're Dyer. All, they're
0: all up there. You can download it. You can listen to it, and then you can also easily subscribe via iTunes to the podcast, which is all free. And so you can hear us wherever you are on the island or anywhere in the world. Just like we have friends in Australia and Kansas. Listening. And you know
1: what I'm going to do? I'm going to have uh, Jake uh, give us a CD of this because I know people are going to want a copy of this program. Okay. So for t- $10. You can get it at Unity Church yeah. at the Mary Tropical Plantation on Sundays or call the church, 242 and we will mail a copy out to you. It's 808 242 Nine three two seven. I use that because a lot of people around the island are visiting and they've got right. cell phones and, and they're they going to have to put in that. They, they
0: don't know about the the beauty of the old fashioned seven digit dialing. Huh? Well, you know, <laughs> some people
1: who listen to their cell phones, Jim. I know. And I think well, I, I left I them could, three char- messages yesterday. You walked in. Yeah. Okay. One of the things
0: that when Barbara was talking about the environment, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that. Uh, you know, I've been involved in helping to promote An Inconvenient Truth, and I have a website, AnInconvenientTruth.com. And one of the things that I have been blown away by how we can all help the environment in the most easy way is if every home in America would replace one light bulb with a compact fluorescent bulb, just those, those compact f- compounds. In compact. your
1: garage, in your bath—well, not your bathroom, because you look women. We don't look so good with <laughs> well, they that. We have newer ones light. that are looking better. Okay, but, don't, but you don't have to put it in your bathroom. But no, if you no, just—if
0: no. every household in America would replace one of those bulbs with an incandescent bulb with one of mm-hmm, those, mm-hmm. it would be the equivalent of taking one million cars off the road. Wow. Just replaced wow. one bulb. And so I went wow. out and bought a, a big package of those bulbs and replaced every bulb except the ones in the bathroom. And the ones, because uh, you don't
1: want your body with flesh But here, uh, what a great gift! You know, if you're thinking about what to give your kids, what to give your uh, <laughs> Christmas list, exactly. give them a gifted wrap. And what I give you is the gift of extended life for your grandchildren. It, it, it lasts, it lasts 10 times longer.
0: Do. They cost about three bucks.
1: Turn off your, your computer when you're not using yes. it. Just turn things off. I remember my dad don't <laughs> leave. You know, don't. You left a room in my house when I was growing up with the lights on, and my dad let you know. Yeah. But we're just so casual now. Don't run your water, you know. Mm-hmm. One of the things when you're in India where you brush your teeth with your bottled water and you become conscious. Mm-hmm. And I thought, boy, I, I just turn the water on, brush my teeth, put some more on, <laughs> brush the and leave the water on. Yeah. Now I don't. Yeah. Now I turn it off. Yeah. My dishwasher, um, Elizabeth Satoris taught me, you wash your dishes in the sink, you put them in the dishwasher to dry. And then you don't, the incredible amount of energy you use on a dishwasher. Although here's a, I want to blow your
0: mind about dishwashers. It Mm -hmm. actually is more energy efficient to run a dishwasher than to wash your dishes by hand. No. That's true. Oh, my goodness. It Okay, I, I want
1: someone to call me and verify this. And you can go, I, I if you have, if you okay. have
0: uh, one of those right. Energy Star dishwashers, Whoa, which are remote, okay. which All many, right, which I don't. And, that's run- and go to energystar.gov, which is okay. a government site, okay. and that is a, one of the shocking statistics okay. that I learned when I was putting together this free booklet and things you mm-hmm. can do for your house. Uh, and InconvenientTruth.com with dashes between the words.
1: Well, I just want to uh, thank our uh, sponsor, Premier Mortgage, Trish Morris. She is such an amazing human being, and I'll tell you, anybody with the market the way it is, and everybody I know right now that has a a variable loan is really whining and complaining because it's gone up overnight. Mm -hmm. I would invite you to call Trish Morris at 874 Eight eight zero zero, and she'll tell you right over the phone if she can help you or not. And the thing about Trish Morris is, if she says she can make it happen, it will happen. You don't have to. She tells you what to bring in. She sends people to get it. She you just she takes care of you. She can
0: make magic happen.
1: She does, and you know she's one of the finest people on the island. Trish Morris. They they donate. Tens of thousands of dollars every year, all over the island, mm-hmm. to different projects, and uh, her her success she just passes on. Mm-hmm. To just uh, I saw a list of the different organizations and uh, uh, that she has helped, and I mean it took like a full page mm-hmm. to just type it single space. <laughs> I mean yeah. what a remarkable being. She has a whole team. Right. She has a whole team. This
0: isn't just one mortgage
1: broker. No, and she's also in West Maui. That's six six five eight eight zero zero. West Mary six six five eight eight oh oh but she'll get right back to you. Her yeah. team will let you know. Agreed. So especially people with your variable mortgage, get in there and get that handled because rates just went down again and um, boy. Yeah, they went
0: it, down. Or oh, the <laughs> Fed decided not to raise them.
1: No, they just went the last two weeks mortgage, thirty year mortgage went down. Oh. Yeah, you don't follow those I, things. I, I, yeah, I, I'm an for, old realtor, <laughs> I tell you. I still watch that stuff. You know, and people go, Oh my god, it's up to six point three five. Well I was selling I started when it was twelve and it went to sixteen. Now that was tough. Yeah. Sell a house with sixteen percent mortgage. Yeah. But I I was in it for seven years, and no one, I tell you, Jim, no one, ever thought we'd see 10 percent again i sold a house one time where somebody carried the paper for 10 Mm percent and their accountant said you're out of your mind you know that's you know because everybody's getting 12 14 percent and uh you know shortly after that went to eight and (laughs) and we've been down here in an amazing amazing space that other times people don't remember that it was at 10 percent at one time was a great interest Mm -hmm. rate Mm -hmm. and so it's a it's a we're very, very blessed. And I for everyone that does own a home on Maui, um, I like me, I just thank you, God. Although I do have front. I was going to say, we, we, we,
0: oh, front. Like,
1: that. oh, I'm looking at that retaining wall now. I'm going, one foot? We're over two feet? <laughs> we're Oh, wow. I'm on the fourth floor, but I think it probably affects the whole building, huh? I
0: would think it would probably affect all buildings.
1: This is an important day. Um, uh, there are um, elections all over the country today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever you feel, I invite everybody to take time to pray and ask, what's the highest vision I can hold? Whether you're voting for a school board, whether you're voting for the council. Boy, we've got a hot race here on Maui, don't we? And, and where else in the world can you see... Four mayors running for office, and somebody on their front yard has um, a sign for every one of them. I, I mean, never have I seen I, it. <laughs> re-
0: retail, you know, they, they say that all politics is local, and especially uh-huh. on my uh-huh. you know, I'd never seen, before I moved here, I'd never seen people, uh, candidates standing the on the side of the road waving. I
1: love the waving. I wave to all of them because you care enough to go out, and it keeps the island. I really love that, and I love people who are working for their vision, mm-hmm. well, however you feel. Dennis Kucinich, uh will be here, and, and the thing that I honor about him is... That he's into peace. Mm -hmm. He comes from the middle America where they bowl and polka. Mm -hmm. And his, his legacy was he introduced for three times, and he'll keep introducing it. You know, when people get discouraged, I remind them how many years did they introduce legislation for women to vote? Jim, we're talking 50 years. They harassed women. They harassed women. They put them in jail. How many years did they introduce legislation for voters' rights Mm -hmm. to end segregation? How many years? So if we three years introduce a, a bill for a Department of Peace to make peace a priority, we cannot be discouraged because it's been a few years. Right, we it takes be a long time
0: in Congress to, to move, but then when it does, it, it can happen overnight. And there's that momentum. It's well, those overnight success.
1: They finally wake up and say the people, are the, the constituents, are, dying. I mean, the are people pushing w- Congress. Are basically, yeah. telling the Congress, get us out of the war. Mm-hmm. Now they've got to figure out how to do it because we've created quite a mess. Well,
0: Barbara's concept—I mean, I love that idea of this of this great mess, that, uh, critical, uh, this mess this critical, critical mess, critical mess, critical mess, and this idea that wars can't be won. It reminds me—we were talking about this. Well, uh, I just turned it on
1: the, on the news. They, they were saying they don't even know how to say who won. Does Israel go in and stay there for 19 years? Does <laughs> uh, his Hez- Hezbollah, Obviously, they've grown in stature, but there's no way to define a winner when your your roads are gone, your water supplies are gone, your hospitals are gone. I mean, but it's a new world, and maybe it's a world for peace. I remember, think remember
0: the movie uh, War Games, which had that great room. You know, it showed you what a, what one of those war rooms yes, looked like, real. and it's there was, and it, and was playing, the it was States. playing it was playing uh, tic tac toe, and it said, you know, the computer basically said the only way to win is not to play. Mm-hmm. And it's just like playing tic tac toe, where you get all these cat scratch games. You just can't win, and I so you that just in don't therapy. play.
1: Years ago, when someone's criticizing and yelling at you, it's like a t- game of tennis. They can throw the ball over, mm-hmm. but you don't have to throw it back. You mm-hmm. know, and you can find another way. Um, I love what Martin Luther King Jr. said. He said that um, the the problem with violence is that even if you win, you've created enemies for perpetuity. Per- Perpetuity. <laughs> but if you choose a way to build a friend, you've created that. And Forever. so in violence, you'll never win. And I, I thought Wayne Dyer had absolutely the best definition of violence I've ever heard. He said when he gave the example of uh, when your yard is full d- with dandelions <laughs> and when it goes to those little white things. And it says like going in, violence is like going into your shed and pulling out a shovel and beating those dandelions who so then spread all over the place. That's what violence does, whether it's personal, in your relationships, uh, in the way we talk, uh, whether it's at a global level. We just can't afford it anymore. We're one human family
0: powerful stuff. Yeah. And
1: what a great time to be alive. I mean, I just, I feel so invigorated. You know, you can look outside and see amazing difficulties, but you look at the shifting, you look at the people working uh, in communities and the awareness that people have. And now that we know about quantum physics. You have to go there first. You have to be whatever it is you want to bring forth. Mm-hmm. And as you be it, it comes forth.
0: Be, do, have. I it was reminded be. of those words, and I've, I'm starting to uh, live those and just see those. So easy. Be, be do,
1: yeah, and, and it, don't mix that order up. No. If, it, if you have to stay home until 5 in the afternoon until you can get into that vibration of presence, you stay home till 5 o'clock because in a nanosecond you'll accomplish everything. When the great Tao, it says, doing nothing, everything gets done. And that's being present to what is. Everything unfolds in beauty and order. So this has been a... Great, great, great conversation with Barbara Marks Hubbard. We invite you to tune in next week. We've got a guest list coming up you're going to be thrilled with. Conversations with friends. And every Sunday morning at the beautiful Maui Tropical Plantation, Silence at 933, Celebration Service Children's uh, Spiritual Education Program at 10 o'clock. And lots of classes go online, unityonmaui.org.
0: We'll talk to you again next Tuesday. I'm James Jacobson. And I'm Miriam White. Aloha. And you said,
2: it's water in you just like the sea. It's moving and the rhythm of